Bird America by School. I'm your host, Nicholas Andrescu. And I'm Nicole Zach, baby. And you're listening to The Controversy, the podcast you can relate to. Welcome back, guys, to another episode here on The Controversy. As you may have noticed from the intro, um, we have no cameras on right now. Um, and that is because we're having some really, we're having some technical difficulties right now, with my camera at least. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say we, I'll say we, yeah, I'm like, no, no, no it's no, you, no. you're the one having problem. It's just me, yeah, it's just me. Yeah, so, I'm having technical difficulties with my camera right now. I don't know why it's not turning on. So, Zach is an honorable man and won't turn his camera on either. So, we're gonna yeah, go... I could, I mean, I could, but it just yeah, you could, weird. you could, weird. yeah. But, you know, Zach doesn't look weird, by his lonesome, so... But yeah, kind of true, kind of true. Yeah, so we're it's a no camera episode. Who knows? The camera might just randomly work in the middle of the episode. I don't know. But right now, it's no cameras because you know my GoPro is special sometimes. So that's what I'm using. Zach, what are you using for your webcam? Are you using like an actual like dedicated webcam? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm using a, a GoPro. So like, there's like a process to hooking it up and using it as a webcam compared to like if you just have like a camera that its sole purpose is to be a webcam. Um, so that just goes to show our budget. Um, but I mean, hey, we make do with what we got. So uh, no camera isn't going to stop us from an episode. But yeah, um, it is. Shoot, what episode number is it even? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, I got you. I got you. I got you. 12, I think. Uh, is it 12? I think it is 12. Let me see. Is it 12? Are you a gladiator? Uh, yes, or you yep, would it's, it's 12 this yeah, episode? episode 12. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, sorry guys, but welcome to the episode 12. Um, we do have a title this time. I actually figured out a title before we filmed the episode. It's not after this time. An assembly to remember. Um, as you may have known, we, uh, well, for those of you that went to MHS, there was, an ass- there was a pep assembly on Friday, last assembly of the year. Um, so that that was great. We're going to talk about that today. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really the only thing we're going to talk about today, really, is just the uh, pep assembly. We wanted to bring a pep guest speaker on today, but unfortunately, they cannot make it. Um, but they are busy representing the school at a competition right now, I believe. So props to them. Um, so it's just going to be Zach and I today for this episode, unfortunately. So no guest speakers. We tried to get one, but it didn't work out. Um, but hopefully next episode? I don't even know. Yeah, next episode, hopefully, um, we'll get a guest speaker on. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, let's get right into today, guys. Um, right off the bat, as you know, we're heading into May, right? You know, we're approaching May, and it, it, May is an interesting month, right? Because it's the last month of the school year. Everyone's kind of happy because it's like, yay, last month, you know, current starts to slack off a little bit, and school's almost over. But at the same time, it's very stressful for some people. Because, like, you know, you're worrying about last-minute grades, last-minute assignments, getting all your late work in by the deadline if your teacher allows it. And then the big thing, finals, right? You know, uh, I don't know how your school does it, Zach, but at MHS, they like to force us to do all our finals on the last week of school. Do they do that heritage, too? Uh, it just depends on the class, because I, cause I know, because some of my classes I have seniors in, like Spanish and a couple other classes, they're actually going to take it a week earlier, so we can all take it together. So then the last week, I probably won't have a couple, have a couple of finals, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, because like at MHS, they make us do like a testing schedule, and then like if they want us to do all of the finals on the last week, 
Um, unless you get that one TJ that's like super cool. Like Miss Miller, she had to do our test earlier because um, I don't know something that she doesn't believe in the English tests issued by the school. You know, um, so she gave us her own test, and that was like a few weeks before. It was just like this essay we had to do. So it was it was still a lot of testing. It was gruesome. It was hard, but like it was nice doing the testing ahead of time. So that way we had more time to focus on other finals. So that that was definitely nice. So props to Miss Miller for that. Um, and then of course those of you in AP or any AP class, uh, the these first couple of weeks in May are gonna be pretty hectic for you because you know you got all your AP tests in the day. So like I myself, I gotta do my tests for AP seminar, AP Lang, and A push. So that that's totally fun. And then I got a presentation this week for AP seminar. So that that's double the fun as well. Um, so yeah, May May is a busy month. Um, but it's definitely all worth it in the end when school's finally over and then we get to enjoy summer vacation and then repeat the whole cycle again next year. Um, unless I guess you're a senior and you're graduating and you, you choose to do a gap year, then I guess you get a year of vacation or however that works. Um, but yeah, uh, regardless though, as a distraction to May, you know, the best way to look at it, you know, is to celebrate everything else that came before May. So that way you don't have to worry about all this testing. And the best way to do that is to do a pep assembly. So as you know, student council is apparently required to do pep assemblies, a certain amount from what I've been told every year. And so just recently, this last Friday, they did a pep assembly, which was considered to be the last pep assembly of the school year. So it was a big deal. They wanted to go all out in a sense, right? Because it's the last pep assembly. They want you to remember it, which in relation to this t today's title. Um, a pep assembly, uh, assembly to remember is what I'm going to call it, I believe. And it really, that's all we're going to talk about is was Avery's assembly to remember for the final pep assembly of the year. And for many people, to you seniors, your very last one of your, of your high school career. Um, so it's definitely very important. And it was a very prominent one for sure. And I know student council put a lot of work into it. So let's just get right into it, guys. Um, Right off the bat, though, first thing I want to talk about is the pep assembly was indoors this time. Now, typically... Pep assemblies are done outside, at least at Maricopa High School, right? As you've known for the last couple of years, at least I've been there. Pep assemblies are outside, right? You do them out in the heat, the sun, and it fits everyone in the in the grandstands, right? You know, it, it just works. Um, and that's kind of what we've grown accustomed to. But this time, some of the student council members vouched for the pep assembly happening inside. Um, it definitely makes the pep assembly interesting because it's different, right? It's a different space different size, different feel to it. And that was definitely shown in the pep assembly that we had on Friday. Everyone was a bit skeptical about doing the pep assembly inside because inside is a smaller space. So they divided the pep assembly into two separate assemblies. So I believe they repeated the assembly twice. Um, so that way they, both parties could experience it. And so they split it up by depending on where exactly you were on campus for your second period. Now, for, just having the pep assembly inside as as overall, I don't have an issue with. But the actual execution of it, I was a bit concerned about. Because for anyone that goes to Maricopa High School, you would know that the communication there is terrible. Especially the communication between admin to the staff and to the students. And so when you're introducing this new schedule on Friday, into which it's not just your typical just assembly schedule of everyone goes to this assembly and the back of the class. But now you're dividing it into two different assemblies into where depending on where you are exactly on campus during your second period you have to go and then you have to come back to the class and then for a little and then wait there for a little bit and then go back to your then go to your fourth period class because there's no third period anymore that in itself already sounds very complicated and if that wasn't executed correctly it could have been very messy on friday um i will say though that it was handled pretty good 
um, you know, with the loudspeaker and admin trying to coordinate things, it did work out. Uh, I don't think there was any issue to my knowledge in trying to get everyone over to the pep assembly. Uh, the only confusion really was where do I go after the pep assembly is over for at least the second assembly? Because technically the period wasn't over yet, but there's still a group of people who believe that like uh, you got you went to your fourth period class, even though like the schedule specifically states go back to your second period class. There was still a group of people who thought that you go to your fourth period class, <coughs> Tim. So. You know, it, it, that's what it was. And so people did figure it out eventually. And so I think it worked out for the most part. Um, and that, that was really all, my only concerns there was the actual execution of it in terms of getting people to and from the assembly. And it actually worked out very well. So props to everyone that was involved in that process for making it as smooth as possible. Um, yeah, aside from that, doing it inside was actually pretty nice because it's not hot. Like right now it's hot. It, it really is. When it's cool, during the cooler months, Perfectly fine. It feels nice. You get the breeze in your face. It works. But this time it was inside to get the nice air conditioning. It, it, it was nice. It, it was definitely better than suffering out in the hot sun. And, you know, dealing with the noises of the train during the uh, presentation of the flag. And so it, it was definitely, it, it was nice change too. It's different, right? And so it definitely shook things up and it made you remember this assembly. And I think that was a big thing too, was just remembering it. And changing the norms of the pep assembly is a big contributor to that. Um, and then doing it inside uh, enabled them to do a lot of things that they wouldn't have been able to do normally. And that the, the big thing with that was the uh, dance company performance. Uh, dance company, they painted their bodies and then wore these white t-shirts that were, turns out were actually glow in the dark. And it was actually really cool because they turned off majority of the lights in the gym and then you got a performance, but they were wearing glow in the dark attire. And it actually looked pretty cool. So props to dance company for pulling that off. So that was definitely a nice utilization of doing it indoors, you know, and it was being able to pull off something like that with Glow in the Dark. And it turned out for a pretty good performance, in my opinion. Um, it was majority Rihanna songs, so it felt like I was rewatching the Super Bowl halftime show, which I'm not complaining about, but it, it was definitely very much reminiscent of that. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they got inspiration from that. Um, yeah, just enough, just enough the football guys, just out the football guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah no like seriously i was like they were playing the rihanna songs i was like huh this reminds me of the super bowl halftime show oh no this reminds me of something i watched a couple months ago yeah, oh what yeah, was yeah. it i don't remember <laughs> yeah you know throw back to whatever episode it was that we were talking about the super bowl and you know i don't even know the title of that hey, hey at least at least it was free at least you didn't pay a couple thousand dollars to watch at least it was free yeah 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 yeah, it's, yeah exactly you know i got you know, watching it on TV is another thing, but able to experience it in my high school gym, whole another level, guys. Whole another level. It, it was it was almost you're as lucky as the man here, Nico. You're a lucky man. You know, I will I will have to people will pay would pay for to watch that. Yeah. So it, it was a good performance. I will admit that it, it, it was pretty good. Uh, so I was happy with that. Um, one of the things I did like though that they did do different this time was I know. When we were, I know in our last episode, um, not last episode, what it, was it last episode was, no, no, it was not, not the last episode was Are You Guy. The episode before that, you know, have you purchased your tickets for prom or whatever we titled it. And we brought Sebastian on. Sebastian at the end of the episode was talking to us about how he wanted, how they were planning to do a pep assembly at Heritage. However, he wanted to focus more on the sports aspect for Heritage. And in relation to that, MHS actually took into consideration the sports aspect. I mean, I don't know where they got that idea. It'd be really funny if someone was watching our episode and was inspired off of that. But if not, that's totally fine. Though. But that would be pretty ha-ha funny, though. 
Um, but regardless, they did in in implement the sports aspect to this pep assembly, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so they did the typical thing. Uh, the best way to describe this is, Zach, do you remember the uh, Teen Titans Go episode where they're playing dodgeball? Yeah. And they remember how they're like, remember how the, when they're introduced to the teams, they walk through the thing and they're walking out into the field and they're playing the music and stuff, right? Is that how they did it for just force? Yeah, that's kind of how, like, you know how they do that in like any sporting event, the team walks out through the tunnel and then they're all playing the music, right? And they're yeah. running around the field. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, best way to describe it was that Teen Titans Go episode because that's what comes to mind. But that's basically what it was. Was that any sporting event, right? You know, that's what they did here at the Pep Assembly was that they had all the different teams. I don't know the teams off the top of my head, but they introduced all the different sports teams that were in play during this season for Maricopa High School. And they had them run out into the middle of the court. And, you know, they did their loop around the court and they played the music. And that was nice because, like, it drove attention back to the sports teams, especially the sports teams that people don't pay a lot of attention to. It gave them recognition for their accomplishments because, like, let's be honest, our sports teams at Maricopa High School, for the most part, aside from the football team, are pretty dang good. So we have to give recognition to them for their performance during their season. And doing that during the pep assembly and having them walk out onto the court with everyone cheering for them and playing music is the best way to do that. And it really shows that school spirit. So I really was happy to see that because it was definitely different. It was something that I hadn't seen in the other pep assembly. So that was really nice for a student council to do. Uh, my only complaint to that was that like they introduced like five different teams, but they played the same music for the entire time. Now the music, I don't know, I don't remember the name of the song, but the, the music was good. Don't get me wrong, but it was the same song. And I would have liked it if they had like changed up the song for like every team that came in. That would have been cool because it would have kept like the vibe going, right? Because like you're cheering for these teams, but then like every team that comes by, like your enthusiasm slowly dies down because you're listening to the same song over and over again. And it just feels continuous and never ending. But like if every time a new team comes in, you're playing a different set of music it's different every time that new song comes in it re-energizes you to keep clapping and cheering for that team and that was yeah, definitely something engaged. that i noticed that they did yeah they engage you that's yeah. exactly that's the word i was looking for. they engage you in it and they didn't have that which i was i was a bit disappointed in because like that would have definitely brought it to a whole new level especially with the tons of songs that you can select for that right zach yeah that's how i was playing uh thunderstruck yeah thunderstruck you know, all, all those, all those like, feel-good songs that really get the energy going, right? Like, for those montages, you know? It gets the people going, you know? And they missed out on that opportunity, which is a bit disappointing. But, like, I think that's something to learn for another time. Because they should keep doing things like this in their pep assemblies. Because, like, let's be honest. Nobody cares about the pep assembly. I'm just going to put it out there. No one cares about the pep assembly. But when you do things like these, though, during the pep assembly, it makes people care about it because it's about people that others care about. And that's really important with these types of events. Um, so definitely props to student council for kind of changing it up this time and introducing these different concepts to the pep assembly. And I'm, I was really happy with that. Um, the fan favorite, of course, with pep assemblies, the thing that people that makes it worthwhile to, to suffer through, beforehand at least, is the mini games that they played in the middle of the pep assembly. And this time they brought back the longtime favorite musical chairs, which was awesome. Um, this time, the way they spiced it up, though, is that they had a person from each of the different teams. I'm pretty sure there was five sports teams, and they had one person from each team participate compared to previous where they just bring random people from the crowd. 
which isn't that big of a deal. It's pretty fun seeing your sports people. And it's nice because with the sports nice. people, they're more prominent people that everyone knows. So everyone's able to chap and clear for the uh, clap and cheer for them. Did I say chap and clear? <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you to kind of like notice that you said that, but like since you did it. I was gonna say something, but now, but you, but you got it though. You got it though. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> you know, the clap and cheer for them, and that is also another engaging aspect. Because, like, no offense, no offense, it is a PR strategy. If you bring people out into the crowd that nobody knows, it's not as entertaining because people can't engage or relate to the people that are participating. But when you bring people on that are like have social status at school everyone's into it because like they're seeing their fan favorites go out there and compete against one another like that's why you bring celebrities onto a show that's why you bring celebrities on as judges because people watch that they because it's their favorite people now they want to watch it because those specific people are on the show same thing with these mini games it's a harsh reality but it's all about pr and that was a big thing too i believe with doing it with sports teams is because a lot of people know the people in the sports teams and especially when you're picking and choosing the popular ones, especially seniors, it gets the people engaged with it because now it's like, hey, I know that person and now I want to cheer for them, right? It gets you engaged mm -hmm. with the performance. And I think that was a big thing. Um, I will say that, that, uh, that this is the funny part about the musical chairs, right? It played out as any other musical chairs, right? People are playing dirty, right? They're stealing the chair from one another, right? You know, that, that kind of gameplay, right? Um, the way you play musical chairs, right, it should just be that you walk around the chair and you don't do anything else and then you just sit on it and then obviously if you're not sitting on the chair, you don't, you're out, right? That's like classic musical chairs. But high schoolers take it to a whole new level and that's where it becomes subjective on is this really part of musical chairs. Now, in my, this is just my thoughts on playing musical chairs on the high school level and that's that everything is allowed for the most part with proper etiquette as long as that nobody has control over the chair. Now, a prominent thing that you'll see in these types of events is that people will steal the chair from one another. You'll see that one kid who grabs the chair and runs across the field and tries to sit on it while the other person takes it from them. You'll see other people push people off the chair and things like that, right? Things like that, or slide the chair from maybe something. And some people would argue against that. In my opinion, it's all valid if no one has secure or control of the chair. It's all fair game if no one has control of it. And with those definitions implied, the very first round of musical chairs was really interesting because there was this guy who sat down on the chair. He was on the chair, feet planted on the floor. This guy, to my definition, had control of the chair. But then this other chick is there, right? She didn't get the chair. Right. She was still standing and yet she's trying to yank the chair from underneath the guy. But the guy is sitting there with control of the chair and she's still yanking on it after the music's over. She's obviously out at this point. Right. Everyone else has already sat down. Right. Because like that's the whole point of the game. But she's still there trying to take the chair from the guy. And then. It's like, just, leave, just stop, right? You're out, you know? <laughs> like, it's already over. And so, after like five seconds of attempting to try to take the chair, she finally backs off. And then, I could be completely wrong on this, but from the grandstand's view, it looked like she was trying to argue with the judges or like the referees that were running it. And then afterwards, she kind of storms off the, off the court, right? 
And throughout all this that was happening, the entire crowd was just booing her. And it was the best experience possible, you know. Not trying to promote hate here on this channel. But democracy is beautiful sometimes when everyone is in synchronization, you know. And I think everyone in the gym kind of just understood, like, yeah, you're out and you're just a little bit salty about it, you know. And so it was, it was very much an enjoyable experience when everyone was booing her. Again, not trying to promote hate speech or, or, uh, or disrespect towards anyone on this channel. But, like, when when democracy is involved and it's these kinds of things, when someone, in my definition, is playing dirty like that, they, they, it's, they deserve it. It's well-deserved. Um, because, to me, the guy already had control of the chair and she was just not letting go. And she should have backed off the moment she realized that she didn't have it. And that that's that's good sportsmanship right there. When you back off, when you realize you've already lost, if you're still going after you know you've lost, that's not good sportsmanship at that point. Um, you know, you know, this reminds me of a certain moment moment in sports history. I'm gonna take you back, guys, to 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots. If you guys know this, you know what happened. Uh, Roethlisberger did a pass to his tight end. They said it was a catch. You know, blah blah blah. Basically, the Patriots were like the girl in, in this thing, a chick in this thing. They went back at it. They were trying to get them arguing with referees, and they thought it was not a catch. And then they reviewed it. This was not a catch. So basically, I want to bring that point into it to bring us a little bit of sports context into this. The Steelers were the guy, right? He, they were doing, you know, he won, he won. He had everything, completed a catch and everything. He, had, he was sitting on a chair. The Patriots. But kind of like a chick, you know, she was there like trying to argue, she was like, they were arguing with referees and all that stuff, fans were booing him. That's why I kind of feel like this kind of this moment kind of resembles, like, I just want to bring that point up, like. No, oh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Zach, and it's just one of those things where, like, it, it's just a game, right? That's the thing you have to remember with these, it's just a game, and it's not worth fighting over, right, or losing your career over, or losing your reputation over. You're better off just putting a smile on your face, shaking the opponent's hand. And saying GG, you know, that's good sportsmanship. That's how your parents should raise you. So, uh, at, least, at, at, at least in that, at least in that aspect of it, because like, there's no like professional like review thing. You have like, okay, let's review, let's review who like the chair, like who has possession yeah. of the chair. Like, that doesn't make that just not like musical chairs. Musical chairs is just having a fun, good time with your friends or whatever, and then you just play the game. Yeah, like, I, I, I totally agree with you, Zach. Like, musical chairs is just a game. It's not like an Olympic, Olympic national sport, you know? Like, it's not something that people are competing gold medals for. So, even us, uh, even just us analyzing this situation is overcomplicating. Because, oh, the musical chairs is a really simple game. And so that's why looking at these kinds of things gets a bit controversial because everyone has mixed opinions about it. But overall, in my opinion, the guy had control of the chair and this chick should have just backed off. And she obviously did it, and you could clearly tell that she was mad. And everyone was just booing her, and it was definitely a nice experience showing the democracy and unification of students there, um, just expressing, uh, just expressing their emotions towards the situation. And if I remember correctly, I think the chick was a softball person too, so that probably explains a lot because you know the softball girl is very aggressive. Um, please don't come after me. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. But, I can't agree with that. <laughs> but the rest, the rest of the game though was fun. Everyone was playing fair. Um, at the very end, the last one, the guy. 
no, was it a guy? I, I don't even know at this point. But one person yanked the chair out from underneath the other person. But, but the person wasn't on the chair yet. This is where I believe it's fair game. Because, like, yeah, the person got hurt. But, like, the guy took the chair out from underneath this other chair. I'm pretty sure it was the guy and the chick that was low. I could be wrong. Don't call me on that. But the guy pulled the chair out from underneath the chick. She fell down in her butt. The guy has the chair now. And then he turns over and sits on it. That, in my opinion, is fair game because, like, it's it's rude, right? It's kind of mean, and it's kind of blind dirty. But in my opinion, it's valid because she didn't have control of the chair. And so the guy was just playing smart. Um, but, like, that, that's up to you guys decide. I agree with that. Um, and then, of course, the, the the chick that lost, because apparently what they were doing is that the, the, la the last person to get out would get pied. So they did cover her face completely with this plastic sheet. So she got pied, but she didn't get dirty from getting pied. Which is kind of nice, because, like, don't get me wrong, pu people enjoy public humiliation, but sometimes, especially in a school environment, public humiliation is not fun when you're the one being publicly humiliated or participating in a game. So, it's it's nice to laughs and giggles, but, like, you know, when, when you have to, like, actually get, like, pied to the face, it's kind of just, like, takes the fun out of it. But, like, knowing that you lost fair and square, and that you're putting on a show for people, but then you get pied... But you're not getting dirty for it, right? Like, you have the cover on. It's a nice relief, because that way you can still have fun without you having to suffer afterwards, you know? So I thought yeah. that was kind of nice. I know there were some people that was kind of like, why do they have the sheet on her? She should just get pied to the face. But it's kind of just like, imagine if you're the one getting pied, you know? Like, it, it's nice having the cover. That way you're not actually getting pied. Unless you're just one of those people that just want the pie to go into your mouth, and you can just consume it. I guess that works for you. Um, but to me, it was nice that they did provide her the plastic sheet for her to wear while they pied her. So that was nice. Um, and I think they gave prizes out to everyone. I don't know what I don't know what the prize was, but I think the winner got a prize. Um, so that that was definitely nice. The whole mini game aspect of it, especially musical chairs. I always enjoy it when they play these types of games because they're fun and enjoyable to watch. Because, like, compared to, like, uh, the previous Pep Assembly, it was, like, close to the Halloween. So, this, like, this mummy wrap thing where, like, you have the wrap the person in toilet paper. And, I mean, I don't know everyone else's thoughts on it, but in my opinion, it was really lame to watch. Because you're just sitting there watching people race each other to wrap a person in toilet paper. Like, where's the fun? And maybe for the person wrapping the toilet paper is fun, but watching it, it's not fun at all, in my opinion. It was kind of just lame because you're just sitting there while music's playing. And it's not engaging in any way but when you're yeah, seeing you this competition between two people that's what people want to see yeah definitely definitely so like you need engaging stuff that keeps people engaged but also brings out the like you know the competitive competitiveness in the person that's that's in the game or whatever yeah Because, like, I mean, let's be honest, let's be honest. We, as a human species, enjoy competition. It runs through our blood. We enjoy watching. Like, that's just, that's just proven fact throughout history. So, when you introduce competition into these mini-games as, like, your mini-halftime show, it's fun to watch. It really is. Uh, especially when, especially when you have multiple people and they're just pitted against each other. Um, another favorite, too, was when they did the uh, two-legged race, or four-legged race, whatever it is. When they tied two people together... You know, like it's a three. Is it called a three-legged race? Is that what they call it? When like you have two people, but then like you tie their legs together, and then it's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right, Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. good question. Cool. Yeah, I don't know what that one's called. 
Because, like, it turns yourself into, like, three legs, but it's still four legs. So what's... I don't know what they... But if you know what I'm talking about, right? They did that one pep assembly, and they had Mr. Miller and Miss Miller be a team and compete against other students, and they absolutely obliterated the students. And it was so very it's called, fun to watch. It's called, it's so according to Wikipedia, it's called a three-legged race. Three-legged race? Okay, yeah. Three-legged race. They did a three-legged race once, and again, like I mentioned, they brought Mr. and Miss Miller on, and they were a team together, and they just destroyed everyone. And that was really enjoyable, seeing uh, T. Miller and J. Miller compete against everyone. That was nice because like those are fan favorite teachers that you're bringing. That's like they're they're basically celebrities at the school. T Miller and J Miller are basically celebrities, and bringing them to participate in your mini game is just an excellent PR strategy. Um, of course, the people, the students afterwards were a bit salty and claimed that they were cheating, but like it's it's all strategy. They're just bad. Uh, they they're mad that they lost. It, it was a skill issue on the students' part. Um, but yeah, definitely those kinds of things are entertaining to watch. Um, Last part here I wanted to cover was the uh, the spirit stick. Um, so one of the things that they do at the pep assembly, uh, for those of you that don't know, is that we have this thing called a spirit stick. And what they do is that they have all the different grade levels kind of cheer. And then whichever grade level is the loudest gets the spirit stick, right? Because, like, they're showing the most school spirit. Um, and it's always interesting, these types of competitions, because uh, there's most clearly an unfair advantage. Uh, especially, I was in the second pep assembly. Uh, in the second pep assembly, there weren't many freshmen, and so the freshmen obviously lost because, like, there weren't enough of them to be loud. And then when the seniors cheered, they obviously won because, like, they had a bunch of seniors in the band and orchestra, and so they were playing their instruments as part of the cheer, and that obviously sounds really loud. And the seniors are always able to pull off the rainmaker, right? You know stomping your feet on the grandstands to make that rain noise like the seniors are always able the ones to pull that off so like there is most definitely an unfair advantage that people have over one another when it comes to the spirit stick and i, I know people get a little mad over it because it's like oh my gosh but we were louder they're like oh my gosh but they, they had the instruments in my opinion the seniors should always get the spirit stick because like i think at that point in your senior year you obviously have been there long as you obviously have shown the most school spirit and as like kind of like a last hurrah before you leave you deserve the spirit stick in my opinion like the whole <laughs> having the competition is nice and fun but in my opinion the seniors just automatically deserve the spirit stick because i think it's well deserved right? as a senior you should just deserve it right i'm still doing the game is fun like working for it is fun and doing that game is nice but in the end i feel like if it's clear then like the, the seniors should just get the spirit stick um because like the, the, what they do, what they do, which I really hate, especially this time around, like it was obvious the seniors won, but they were like, no, 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 let's, let's do it. We had a draw. Let's do it again. The seniors and the juniors this time, though. But it's like, well, they won, though. Just give it to them, you know? Why make us cheer a second time when the seniors clearly won? And they drag it out for a reason. That's just to extend the game and to make it more engaging. To me, it's kind of frustrating because like you already know who won. And at that point, you just know they're dragging it out. So, like, to me, it's not enjoyable anymore, but, like, to other people, it's give or take, right? So, yeah, it's just one of the things that they did. But in my opinion, the seniors should just get the spirit stick because I feel like they deserve it the most. Um, but that's just me, though. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think those are the big parts about the pep assembly. I think the pep assembly was shorter. Um, they definitely had less performances this time. Especially since, obviously, uh, they had the whole uh, sports thing go on. So that definitely took away from like things like cheer didn't do anything. And so we only got the see from dance. 
Um, we did see Color Guard, though. I will say the Color Guard performance this time was much better than last time. Last time they did, like, this winter Candyland theme, even though it was Halloween. So it was a bit weird when they had the peppermint sticks they were going around with that, and it's like, but it's Halloween, though. And, like, you could obviously tell the Pepper Zombie was Halloween theme, but then you have Color Guard going in with Christmas. It, it, did not, it was not a good mix. And then, because last time when they did, not to be mean or anything, but like you could tell that they weren't like at that level yet for performance. And there was a lot of like stick dropping. Um, this time there was some dropping of the flag, but it wasn't as prominent this time. And like, obviously, I'm not one for doing color guards, so really, I'm not one to judge. So, because like I haven't done that myself and I wouldn't be capable of doing that. So, props to people that are actually in color guard because like I can understand the difficulties with it. But it's definitely, as, as, a, as in, in the grandstands watching, it's definitely disappointing when you're seeing the flag go up into the air and the person doesn't catch it. It, it definitely is a disappointing sight. And it kind of just makes you think, if you can't catch it, why throw it that high in the first place, right? But it's part of the performance, and there's a very good chance that when they practice, they probably caught it, and it just happens to be during the performance they missed it, right? It's just one of those things. But overall, this time, though, it didn't take away from the performance. I know last time when they were dropping the stick, people were booing them. And then people kind of just didn't like Color Guard last time because, like, they just didn't have a good performance. But this time, it was good. The music was good. The music was upping. It was good. It was entertaining. There was obviously a clear story with their performance, and people liked it. And so even though there was still some dropping of the flag, it didn't take away from the performance, and people still liked it overall. And that was cool. And so definitely big props to Color Guard this time. I definitely not think it was a step up from their last performance, so I'm very happy for them. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think I think that's not I think that's the pep assembly in a nutshell, basically. Um, kind of just wrapping up overall, it was inside, you know, definitely a different take from doing it outside. I was concerned about some complications with doing it inside, but overall, it worked out good. They did the usual performances of from dance this time and color guard. We didn't see cheer this time, but dance and color guard did a good job. And this time we had the introduction of bringing in and recognizing the sports teams. And that was definitely a nice change. Um, and then, of course, we had the musical chairs, which was nice. Even though there were some people who weren't showing good sportsmanship, overall, it was a good show. And it was fun and entertaining to watch. Um, so overall, I think it was a good pep assembly. Compared to previous pep not saying all the pep assemblies are bad, but compared to previous pep assemblies, this one takes the cake. It definitely does. And it, it, it was for sure a pep assembly to remember for our last one of the school year. So big thanks to Student Council for pulling this one off. You guys should most definitely be proud of yourselves and patting yourselves on the back because it was a good, it was a good pep assembly. There was obviously a lot of work that was put into it and it was very clear on that day. Um, so, and it was, there was definitely a sense of school spirit that day. I think there's a lot of people showing off their school spirit and pride for MHS. So it was definitely a nice sight to see. Um, so yeah, um, that's, again, that's, that's the type of sound in a nutshell. Um, Zach, anything you want to add? No, I think we covered it all. Hey guys, welcome to the ad break. You know, quick word from our sponsors. First up on the list is jewelry and stickers. Uh, make sure to check out their Instagram account. We're going to leave the link to them down in the description down below. But they make some amazing jewelry and stickers. You know, a lot of it is custom made. You know, it's made locally here in Maricopa and they'll deliver straight to you. Of course, all the stickers, are, I mean, you can buy stickers already made. You can custom yourself. 
and then they sell a bunch of other products too so make sure to check out their instagram they got all the information on them i don't have any physical jewelry here to show you guys that that would have been cool if they sent me something so I, you just got to take uh take their word for it about how they have great jewelry and stuff but make sure to check them out you know i wasn't given a script either so this is just coming from the heart but yeah i suggest you guys check it out uh it's it's good stuff so make sure to support them they're trying to raise money for a springfield trip so it means a lot to them for every order that's placed so you know make sure to check it out drilling stickers link in the description down below Yeah, um, have you heard any word on, like, your guys' pep assembly? Uh, no. I haven't gotten no information on it. Uh, I wonder if uh, Sebastian's still trying to do a pep assembly at Heritage, or at that point they're just calling it off. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, so, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, if they do the pep assembly, let me know, Zach, and maybe we could talk about it, too. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do yeah so maybe we'll have another heritage themed episode with that um especially since we're approaching the end of the school year so what does that mean we're approaching the end of this podcast sadly um i think current plan again zach and i need to discuss it more um behind closed doors but i think right now so far um the current plan is is that the podcast will probably end sometime after the school year ends the goal is to have 20 episodes by the end of the season um because like it matches up with the first season but i know that we did take a little bit of a break and so it's gonna be a bit hard to meet uh 20 episodes by the time the school year ends so we'll probably might have like some episodes after school has already ended going into the summer but for the most part for summer break there probably isn't going to be any content from us sadly um and that's just that zach can enjoy zach and i can enjoy our vacation right zach needs his vacation time you know and so and that way we can prepare for next year because we're coming back with season three that's for sure uh, that's a promise i can make we're coming back with season three and we're going all out you know we got a lot of plans for next year stuff that we weren't able to do this year we're going to pull it off next year so the controversy is going to be bigger and better next year that's all i can say um so we'll probably have an episode in the future detailing more about it but that's kind of like this current stance on it so far as of now um and other news um no new podcast episode from After Hours, at least to my knowledge. Let me check right now. Yeah, from our fan favorite school-sponsored podcast, MHS After Hours. It's been 11 days since we've seen a new episode. Very sad because I like to see my new content, you know. It, it, it's very much sad. But if you're one of those people who are bored because, like, there's no new episode of the After Hours and you just got done watching this episode on Monday. There, to my knowledge, I've been told there is a new podcast that is coming out on campus that is not school sponsored. This will be the second non-school affiliated podcast, which you always, which you already know, non-school affiliated podcasts are always better. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not aware of the name of this podcast, and I don't know if they have any social media accounts yet. But I was talking with the person who's running this podcast, and. And I, I still have to update them more on my thoughts, but we will get, if they pull off their episode, what I've been told, they're going to post tomorrow. Well, today's Sunday, so tomorrow. Today, on you're watching this episode, when this episode comes out today, they will also be releasing their first episode. Now, I can't make any promises to that because they still got to work out publication and things like that. 
But if all goes well, we will have a new podcast here on campus. Again, unfortunately, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but we will try to bring them on to our podcast to kind of help them out, right? Because like, for what I've been told from their podcast, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. And in some cases might be a little bit more controversial than our podcast. So it's, it's going to be a fun one to watch. And you guys should definitely look out for that. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully it works out. There's a chance because, you know, posting your podcast is hard as we talked about on this channel, right? Posting the first episode is a milestone and it's a big leap to overcome. But once you pull it off, it's a little bit of smooth sailing from there. So hopefully it all works out because I want to see this new podcast. So do keep an eye out for it, guys. And then once we get more information about it, we'll update you guys on our Instagram. And hopefully we can get an app, an episode out, bringing those hosts on so they can share their new podcast with everyone. So do keep an eye out for that, guys. Um, yeah, aside from that, I think that's everything, right, Zach? Did we cover everything? Yeah, yeah I'm going to cover everything. Okay, yeah, all right. So I think that's going to be into today's episode, guys. Again, really talking about just the pep assembly, how it went. Overall, I think the pep assembly was good. It was a step up from previous pep assemblies. They did a lot of different, they, they did a lot of things different this time, but it was a good different, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope to see this kind of thing in the future that they continue to expand upon it. Because, like, I personally have some pretty good ideas myself for pep assemblies. So it can only grow from there, really. There, it, They can only go up from there, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, yeah, overall, we talked about the pep assembly and then, of course, kind of some background information a little bit there on the future of this podcast and then other podcasts that hopefully are hoping to spring up here on campus shortly. Um, but yeah, without further ado, that's going to be the end of today's episode, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button if you liked the video. Hit the dislike button if you didn't like the video. Make sure to subscribe and bell not notification icon so that you can stay up to date when we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, let us know in the comment section down below, guys. If you're watching on any other platform, make sure you hit the follow subscribe button to so stay up to date. Make sure to leave a five-star review on Spotify or Google, um, Apple Podcasts and Google Maps because we're just that amazing. If you want to stay up to date, if you have any idea, episode ideas, or you want to be on the podcast yourself, send us a DM and follow us on our Instagram, mhs.thecontroversy. And then we also make sure to check out our business email, mhs.thecontroversy at gmail.com. Um, yeah, without further ado, that's going to be the end of this episode, guys. Again, sorry that we had no cameras this time. My camera was being very difficult. Hopefully, we have cameras next time, but hopefully, this is still a very enjoyable episode, even without the whole spatial expressions. Because, like, let's be honest, you know, the fans love seeing our beautiful faces, you know. So, I'm I'm sorry to disappoint this time, guys. But, like, next time, you'll be able to see us on camera again. So, so don't feel bad, please. Hopefully. You know? Hopefully. Yeah. So, hopefully, we get it sorted out. But, yeah. Overall, without further ado, for America by High School, I'm your host, Nicholas Andrescu. And I'm your Zach. Hey, bay. And you're listening to The Controversy, the podcast you can relate to. Thanks for listening, guys. See you all next time. Peace.